Welcome to Pillar and Ground Podcast. I'm Will Nettleton, pastor of mission and worship here at LMPC. This episode is a Pillar and Ground Connections episode where we seek to increase our connection to one another as we stand together in community and mission. And I'm really excited to have on the podcast today someone you might know, our lead pastor, Brian Salter. Hey. It's a little hilarious to invite you onto your own podcast. <laughs> it's good to be here. It's our podcast. Yeah, it's no, the whole. I'm excited to, to get to do this. But we're here today because we're talking about uh, Serve the City. So yeah. Serve the City is an opportunity that's coming up. Uh, for our people on October 29th, Sunday, October, or Saturday, October 29th, excuse me. And uh, registration's open for that now, but we wanted to do this episode to sort of back up mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about how did we get to serve the city? Uh, how did we get here? What are we doing with this initiative and why we need it? And so I think that question's really anchored in how we think about mm-hmm. mission. Uh, here at the church. And so, Brian, that's why part of the reason I wanted to be able to ask you some questions is you've been really instrumental in the way our church has structured uh, our approach to missions around the world, but also our home missions mm-hmm. uh, piece. So would you just talk a little bit about that? Would you talk about our vision for mission, particularly yeah. uh, in the city and, and sort of how we got here? Well, if you go way back, you know, I think we got here when um, we had the renewal and elders became Christians. And they started reading their Bible and realized they had to love their neighbor. And they started thinking about who that was. Mm. And literally stories of people showing up in the inner city with lawnmowers and just started cutting people's grass Mm. and saying, I just wanted to serve you and love you. Mm. That kind of began service to the city from Lookout Mountain. And from that going, friendships developed, partnerships developed, all sorts of ministries that still exist came to be. And so we've had a long legacy of serving the city in that way. Our home missions committee has been a really key part of that, um, overseeing who we support, the ministries, the people connecting with the boards of those ministries, all sorts of things. I don't remember exactly what year. Uh, it was sometime when I was pastor of Mission and Vision. Uh, Marshall Rowe was the chairman of home missions, and we were working together along with Stephanie Young. And I think after studying the ministries that we supported, we just felt, the Home Missions Committee felt, that due to the immense number of ministries that we were currently supporting, 60, 65, Mm. that we were a little spread thin in our efforts to serve the community because we were doing a lot, but nobody knew what we were doing. Right. And so we wanted to not stop supporting a lot of ministries. We still have support partners Mm -hmm. that we, we support, but we wanted to focus our narrow our focus to five or six ministries that we would call strategic partners. Hmm. And we wanted to partner with them to create the biggest footprint for Christ in the city of Chattanooga that we could have from a church, our investment of people, time, uh, finances, resources. Hmm. So we were looking for, of these 60, 65 ministries, uh, what would qualify somebody for a strategic partner? And we came up with these things. Um, They had to have multiple accessible, compelling volunteer opportunities. Mm -hmm. Some of our ministries we support just, they really just need our support and our prayer. Right. Uh, But that we needed, we needed a strategic partner to have volunteer opportunities. The other one was tangible, specific annual project needs, things that might go above just a regular annual support. And then that we wanted to give those strategic partners first consideration priority concerning those projects in the budgeting process. Right. We said we would review them every three years. Uh, we felt like another piece was that they would have accessible staff. Mm. 
that would be open to information and communication on a two-way street. They were willing to partner with us. And uh, we gave them the priority of communication and promotion throughout the church. Right. Some of that is if, if you're trying to promote 60, 65 ministries, it's just noisy. Yeah. And people can't hear what really is there for me. So that's where we went. We eventually came up with six at that time. We assigned committee members to each strategic partner, and we began to really sink our teeth into those partnerships together. So um, we didn't lessen our scope of financial investment. Right. We kept it broad, but we deepened our focus on a few. Right. That, so that's that's sort of the background. Yeah, I think it's really helpful for our people to to know that, that we've still got, I mean, in just in the city of Chattanooga, we've got 35 ministries mm-hmm. that we partner with yeah. in the city that we you know, give significant financial resources to, and that we actually still volunteer with. We've just yes. picked these five to say these are the ones as we, you know, promote them, promote opportunities in the church. This is where we're going to focus mm-hmm. um, a lot of our a lot of our time and our energy. Yeah, and uh, those have been really fruitful, really they fruitful have. relationships. Yeah. So people may have just questions about, okay, well, what what are those five yeah. uh, strategic partners? So I'll just list those out. I'd love for you to just talk about. Um, our relationship with these ministries, what yeah. they meant to our church, yeah. just wherever you want to take it. But right now we're partnered with Amani Aju, mm-hmm. Church of the Firstborn, Hope for the Inner City, Metanoia, and Widow's Harvest yeah. are our five uh, strategic partners at this point. And mm-hmm. obviously I know all of those are close to your heart, but we'd love to just hear you talk about what yeah. you've seen God doing through those ministries. Well, it's funny because way back when we started this, there were 13 ministries that we were considering as a strategic partner based on those qualifications. And and those ministries were, were some of the ones you've named. And some ministries have changed. They've they were a strategic partner, but we just realized either there weren't volunteer opportunities or that there wasn't a mutual communication information flow. And we don't want to be a hindrance to people. Right. We don't want to bother a ministry. Right. We want to work collaboratively together. But you know, I think um, Metanoia has been, we did a podcast on that. It's actually our first podcast ever. Yeah. The mentor program, Walker State Prison, the stories we've heard. I just heard somebody Sunday night praying. They just got a new mentee. They don't know if they're a believer. Uh, the amount of people we're sending down there along with others in our presbytery. You know, a lot of those guys, you know, they haven't even had anybody visit them. Yeah. Much less build a friendship and offer Christ to them at some point. So that's a great ministry. Um, then you think about Widow's Harvest, you know, Andy Mendonza, we have a podcast coming up on that. Mm-hmm. Man, the youth ministry and the women's ministry have really led us into that. They're probably our strongest connections there. Um, and, and that's just great. That's natural. That's happened for a long time, the way we support the food pantry, the, the work week that is the youth ministries, Widow's Harvest work week is the sign-up that fills up the fastest. Yeah. Not the beach trip. Right. The Widow's Harvest Work Week. Mm. And um, obviously Church of the Firstborn, a lot of people know my affection for them and Pastor Johnson and um, Jonathan Johnson down there with Family Impact and Mark Hill and Diane Moore with Vision of Mercy. And um, so Church of the Firstborn is doing a lot for tutoring MVP programs. My son's college essay is actually about the time he served at Church of the Firstborn's oh, that's awesome. uh, summer camp, yeah, and how influential it was for him. Hmm. Um, so they're they're as you've said, Church of the Firstborn is punching way above their weight class. Yes, yeah, and we get to be a part of that, and very thankful for that. Hopefully, their city um, 
has done all sorts of things through the years. We've had great partnership with them on the Christmas store. Um, I've also partnered with them in the past on this garden project mm-hmm. that they were doing because of food scarcity uh, in the inner city. And um, and then the last one is Amani Amani, yeah. Uh, Pete and Joanne Vaughn, and and that's a cool one because it's got world missions connections too yes. that have been long standing with our church, and now there's this city reality to it, offering employment for right. the city uh, while also supporting the work. So those are those are wonderful ministries to be a part of, and they all have volunteer needs and right. tangible ways we can not just give money, right, but give ourselves, yeah, and and grow. Yeah, and I think that I mean that piece as well is really significant for our people to get that you know we are partnering with these people because they are a blessing to us and because they allow us to live out our mission statement that we yeah. want to give our lives away on the mountain but also in the city. And so mm-hmm. one question is how do we do that? These ministries have got all kinds of ways for us to be able to do that, come yeah. alongside them, serve with them, learn from them, mm-hmm. uh, and and to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's great because there, a lot of these ministries are creating the ministry opportunities in the city that we want to come and be a part of. Right. Um, our home missions committee is looking for people in the city that are doing that. Yeah. Most of our congregation, 80% lives in two zip codes on a mountain. Mm-hmm. We're not the creators of those ministry opportunities in the city. It'd be very challenging to do that. So we want to find people that are doing that. We found them. These partners are wonderful. Mm. And um, and it's just a great chance to to get to know people in those ministries and serve. Well, I think you just brought up a really good point. And part of when we talk about the vision of partnership, yeah. this is what we mean, that we are not— you know, it's tempting to look at the brokenness of the world, the brokenness in our city, mm-hmm. and the resources that we have, and we can quickly go to, okay, we need to fix it. Let's yes. let's come up with a plan. Let's come up with the ministry. Uh, and it's not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but there there is a reality that needs to be acknowledged that we're not the only ones thinking that way. That we have brothers and sisters yes. in Christ who, actually, many of them are much further along. They've been mm-hmm. thinking about it a lot longer than we have. They've been aware of it for much longer. And they've actually got a plan, and they're doing it. Yeah. And so we've said, hey, we want to come along and support that and serve with them, partner with them, rather than reinventing the wheel and coming up with a bunch of Lookout Mountain Presbyterian Church ministries yeah. that would then go yeah. uh, and reach the city. Yeah. And so I think that's what I, I what's been really fun for me being in my role since I got here is just watching the way that we just get to show up with these people who are doing amazing work. Yeah. Uh, and they bless us by just being like, yeah, come with us. Come yeah. come do this. Um, it's yeah. been awesome. So true. So um, Serve the City's coming up. Yes. What date is that? October 29th. And this is a, we have many opportunities to serve with these partners. It's not like we try to do this just one or two times a year. Correct. This, there's a lot of ongoing opportunities. But why do we have these emphasis yeah. on Serve the City Saturdays? Right. So this uh, Serve the City was an idea that we started, launched last year, and really we were trying to answer the question. I know a lot of our people feel the tension of, I I want to do something, but mm-hmm. I don't really know where to start. Uh, how, how do I even get started serving? And so Serve the City, the dream behind it was that it would be an on-ramp for our people to figure out how to get plugged into one of our strategic partner ministries. Yeah. You and I have talked about our hope and dream that every member of this church would pick one of these strategic yes. partners to kind of say, hey, that's that's the one that me and my family, me and my small group, 
we're we're going with this. We're mm-hmm. going with hope for the inner city or vision of mercy or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And so serve the city is really our way of saying, here you go. Here, If you want to know where to start, here's the first step. So each of the strategic partners, to the uh, various extent that they're able, have created opportunities, which I just want to pause and express our gratitude yeah. to them that they would, that we basically said, hey, will you create special opportunities on our timetable <laughs> this one day for our people? Uh, and they graciously said yes. Yeah. Because they love serving with us. Um, they agreed to do that for us and we're really, really thankful. Mm-hmm. So each of them have created uh, opportunities for us to go and serve with them. So you mm-hmm. mentioned Hope for the Inner City has got an urban garden that they are um, slowly expanding. And so we're going to get, we've got one team that'll go down and help volunteer with that. We've got a team that'll work with Vision of Mercy to prepare some meals for the homeless community in Chattanooga, uh, which we did last year. We'll do again this year. But each of those has got some form of team opportunity for whether it's 10 people. I think we've got one that's up to 30, 35 people that we can do where we can go down and you can see what they're doing. So a part of the idea here is that you get to see the ministry. You get to see what they do on a more regular basis and get connected to what's actually going on there. But the longer term hope is that our people would not just do this one Saturday a year, but that they would then take the initiative to go, okay, how can I be involved more regularly? Mm-hmm. Like, what would it look like for me to serve every month with Vision of Mercy when they go on Saturdays um, to serve food to the homeless? So uh, that was really the dream. Come yeah. and just come and see it. Uh, this is, we know everybody. We know everybody's in different stages of life. Not everybody's going to be able to volunteer every day, every week. But the hope was that you could come to this one Saturday a year, see it, and begin to talk with your family, Mm -hmm. talk with your small group, your Sunday school class, and figure out, okay, what would it look like for us to jump in with one of these in a more significant way? Yeah, and I know a lot of people want to serve with their children, their families. And so this also gives you a chance as Stephanie and, and you put these together to see there's some of the ministries are more suited yes. to having your children go yeah. and serve like a metanoia prison ministry. That's not one. Right. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. really a ministry. And right now, uh, mostly men are doing the mentees, although some women are beginning yep. as well, I believe, right. and, and doing some of the correspondence ministry. Um, so that helps you also learn like where to, where am I at in my life and what could I help yeah. uh, feasibly? Yes. And I saw since last year, since we did Serve the City, it's had a, there's been a stickiness to it. Yeah. People went and they stuck with the people they were exposed to and have been serving with them throughout the year. Yeah. Because uh, they were moved by what they saw. Yeah. I think um, you brought up just young kids. I know for many, like I have uh, an almost four year old and almost two year old, they're not, they're not serving anybody. <laughs> like they are, we, we are they're all, being served. that's right. We as a community are all serving them all the time. <laughs> Uh, so like, what does someone in that situation do? And actually just as a side note, want to say Amy Horn has graciously agreed and the church will pay for babysitting for that day. So if you have young children and you want to participate and you think, okay, my toddler can't come help, we can connect you to one of our uh, approved babysitters that, you know, the folks who help in the nursery, um, things like that. So that just needs to, if you have interest in that and need that, please email Stephanie or yeah. Amy. They can help get you connected. But That's we great. don't want that to be a barrier for anybody. Mm-hmm. But yes, if you've got school-age kids, we've got opportunities that are uh, yeah. well-suited for them. So you could come and serve as a family. 
So you mentioned a couple of those opportunities, served the city. It was Hope for the Inner City. You mentioned Church of the Firstborn, a Vision of Mercy being a minister. Are there, yep. are there others that were yeah, so that day? With Amani, we'll be able to go and work on there. You mentioned their Livingstone uh, project, the the cafe mm-hmm. that they're trying to get going. So we last year we were able to do some work on that with them. We're going to be able to do that again this year to help them continue to get that space set up Good. as they seek to employ folks uh, here Widow's Harvest, uh, we'll have a project with them. I think that's going to be helping with the pantry and putting some uh, items together for the widows. Um, yeah, those are the those, those are the, the big those ones. Are the opportunities. That's great. Um, and if somebody wants to sign up, they're just going to contact. Who? They go they go through Realm. Okay. So their registrations Perfect. open on Realm right now. Um, if you get the Friday emails, there's links in there. Um, if you go to our website, there's a big serve the city banner that you can click on. It'll take you right where you need to go. And if all else fails, 423-821-4528 and say help. Just call the church <laughs> office. We can get there you, you we can get you set up. Uh, well, good. Well, we talked about uh, how we got here and what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the why. Yeah. I mean, I actually love to hear you. I mean, I know this is a passion of yours. Yeah. Why, why do we need to serve the city of Chattanooga? You know, I, I've just seen in my limited experiences i've tried to step towards the city largely with pastor johnson even as we've created a network of pastors uh african-american hispanic and white pastors and ministry leaders that are getting together i think i'm just and doing the ministry at wnoo largest black radio share in the city of chattanooga i just i need for my growth as a human disciple of jesus christ I need to serve the city where mm. there is diversity, racial, economic, social. social. Um, I need it. Mm. I need to see the world as it is. I need to see God at work in different places. I need to hear how different cultures and situations are responding to the same truth we believe together. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think, there's a way in which geographically Lookout Mountain sits above the city, mm. and the city feels that. Mm. That place is above us. Mm-hmm. And we have to go as listeners, with humility, as servants, to dispel that myth mm. that we are not above you. We are with you, and we need you. It's not that you need us. Mm. We need you. And now, and when I've said that before, Pastor Johnson says, oh, we need you. Uh, <laughs> don't tell them that. Yeah. And, but I think we, it's easier for us to give off you need us. Yeah. And we need to go because we need, we need them. We need this chance to grow and yeah. see. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, just of, um, I mean, you, we, you and I were joking before we came on this morning, all, it, Jesus, right? Yeah, I mean, Jesus right, is right. inviting us to, to come and uh, – to see the full humanity mm-hmm. of our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we are that our neighbors includes not just our people up here. You know, we do have a unique being on the mountain is this unique thing where we live in this small community. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're not really a small town because we're connected to this city that we're 10, right. 10, 15 minutes away from downtown. And many of us work and eat and spend our time yeah. here. And so what does it mean to be, uh, good citizens and good neighbors who are engaged um, mm-hmm. for for the good of the city that God has God has put us uh, so close to. Yeah, and I think the serve the city. I love your phrase of an on ramp. Mm-hmm. Really, really important. 
if it is the destination, yeah, serve the city is not going to serve the city or us well. Right. If it's an on-ramp, it will. Because mm. one of the things that I've learned is the greatest thing we can do to serve the city is be consistent. Mm. Consistently showing up. The one and done feels like helicopter help. And that is not what Serve the City is designed to be. It is an on-ramp for greater connection. So even in my service with WNO Radio, I think the first few times I went, there was this thought of this is just a fun little thing for this guy to do from Lookout Mountain. Yeah. And I kept coming because Alfred kept saying to come. And and I've just, I've seen the impact of just consistently being present. Yeah. And how that begins to dispel myths. Yeah. That I'm not actually doing this to kind of appease my guilty conscience for living on Lookout Mountain. Right. I'm doing this because something's happening in my heart from this person, Jesus, who said, I've come to serve, not to be served. Yeah. So I would encourage us all with Serve the City to come explore. You may connect with a ministry that you think, all right, that wasn't it. Or you have to connect another time. Right. And that's fine. But we're looking for long-term, lasting, consistent connections of service with our partners in the city. Right. So I love the on-ramp. That's a great picture. Yeah. And I I think the the hope being that you will will develop that consistently. You'll find something that connects with your heart, with your family's heart, and you will serve. It's, It's not that we're uh, not doing anything on that day, right? Like there's significant work yeah, that's happening right. there, but yeah, the exactly. but the whole goal is like if that's all we did, to your point, I mean that would be that would be really really sad. Yeah, uh, the goal is to come in to see and to get connected um, and to serve with one another. I think there is yeah. a really fun piece to this where you just get to. It was so fun listening to people talk about doing that together as a mm-hmm. church family last year. So you know, I feel like this is sort of like in global missions when you have a vision trip. Yes. And you go and see. And your goal really is not to get in the way of the ministry when you do that globally, but to watch and and, and see what's happening. Not so you can just come back and say, I did it. Yeah. So you come back with a heart change for what God's doing in the world and a heart that's engaged. That's what we want for the city and serve the city really does get us towards that. So I'm thankful. Well, I think that's a good place for us to, to, to land this. So Brian, thank you for spending some time talking about uh, how we got here and what we're what we're hoping to do. Just a reminder for our people, we'd love for you to go ahead and sign up for Serve the City October 29th. You can register at lnpc.org, uh, and we'd love to see you on that Saturday. And we hope you will join us for another episode of Pillar and Ground soon.